Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome to Drive Time Sports on a Monday. We hope you're having a fabulous day. The weather is so good outside. It is 73 degrees in northwest Arkansas. I'm guessing it's like that in central Arkansas. So Randy Rainwater is watching his stepson Reed pitch today in the season opener for his high school team. So you get Marcus Elliott in central Arkansas, Rick Schaefer in northwest Arkansas on Monday's Drive Time Sports. Marcus, is it as pretty there as it is here? Absolutely beautiful. I think uh, we're in the 70s. I think we're in the 70s. Let's see. Yeah. Temperature perfect. I'm yeah. sorry, maybe uh, just under the 70s here. But, uh, well, it's 73 sunny. here. Yeah. No, Randy would accuse us of being the frozen tundra. And it you is mean it's warmer here than there? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's 73. I just oh, you had my... to make that up just in case, right? No, no. no. I've had to reset <laughs> my um, my device here. Yeah. To, um, so I can make sure I had the right deal. But, yes, you're right. It is 73 and gorgeous yeah. outside, Mr. Schaefer. Well, very, great very I'm so excited to be here with you. Always enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. A couple mm-hmm. of things uh, that I think we can get into later, particularly some uh, rule changes being proposed in college football, I think we'll be interested in discussing. Obviously, people are going to talk about basketball, talk about baseball. You know, it was not a um, – for the Razorbacks, it wasn't a real good weekend, <laughs> to no, say the quite. least. Uh, you know <laughs> – Kind of unexpected, wouldn't you say, a little bit? Mm, in both ends, yes. Uh, first of all – you figure the Arkansas-Georgia game, you figured Arkansas on a neutral court is probably 10 points better than Georgia. Uh, at home, they're probably or maybe five to six points better. At home, they're probably 10 points better on the road. You wouldn't have figured they were 10 points worse. And it, it, But, you know, the, the hard thing about watching Arkansas play on the road is the first five minutes are horrible. And it doesn't matter where they play. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 to nothing. 14 to nothing. Oh and uh, and yet, I know my my wife was asking me, well, you think they'll come back? And I said, they always do. They always somehow make the game interesting. Three times in the second half they got within a point. But they never got the ball when down just one point. Mm. Every time they got within one, Georgia scored each time. So, um, gosh, it's hard. And, and I know people are thinking, oh, gosh, that's probably out of the NCAA now. I Maybe so. so. Maybe. Don't know. Um, so there sure. were, Joe Lenardi was saying before Arkansas got into this five-game stretch, before they beat Missouri, if they win four out of five and win a game at the SEC tournament. So that's that's still possible. Got LSU here Wednesday night. It's an early game. It's a 6 o'clock game. It's the last game of the regular season. And you start thinking about senior day. Well, there's Adriel Bailey. He's been here four years. There's Jimmy Witt. He's been here, too, his freshman year and his senior year. Yeah. You just don't see that very often, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so uh, so he'll celebrate Senior Day. 
when Arkansas plays LSU, and then the Hogs play Texas A&M Saturday at College Station. Uh, we'll quickly recount baseball, but while we're on basketball, hey, congratulations to the Little Rock Trojans, yes. Daryl Walker. How about a team being picked to finish 11th in the league? 11th. Well, how, many, yeah. how many teams are there, 12? Oh, yeah. Picked 11 out of 12. 11 out of 12, and they win, and they've got it outright with a game to play. Is that amazing? Well, yes, and it's, but but to me, it's not surprising, Rick. When you really dive a little bit at at Daryl Walker's coaching career, he's he's had quick turnarounds at every job he's been a part of, uh, be it in the NBA uh, as an interim head coach uh, or assistant be it in the WNBA as a head coach in that league, what he did uh, at uh, Georgia, uh, at the Georgia, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the school. Yeah, it was a smaller school. The smaller yeah. school down mm-hmm. in uh, Georgia yeah. last year, uh, you know, turning that program around. And, and, and I mean, he just, I, I'm not surprised at all. And I, uh, ironically, I, I, I ran into Daryl Saturday night at the restaurant. He's with his family. Is he okay? Doing great. He was, had oh, okay. his entire family at the table. and So running into him didn't hurt him. Okay, oh, just want to be here sure. Here we go. Already. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't you have to get warmed up or something, Rick, before no. you can throw those terrible things? No, no you're I'm, just not, ready. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a bullpen guy, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, it was great to see him. And, and But uh, prior to the season, uh, we, we had several conversations. And uh, he said, you know, we're going to have a good team. We're going to have a good team. And I'd seen him play a little bit last year, so I was like, man, that's really optimistic. And I'm, I'm glad. You, I guess you have to think that way as a head coach. But he believed in his team. He believed in what he's doing. Uh, coach Baker is uh, uh, Charles Baker is a great assistant. They're tremendous recruiters. They've got some talent over there. Um, let me tell you, I, I was not surprised. At, I was a bit surprised, but I'm not surprised that of the actual result of turning it around. Uh, coach Walker's absolutely. Uh, I think he's he's been that way for a long time. And I think ULR's got a jewel right there. Well, they had a lot of players back, and they had players that didn't play last year or played only a few games that were back, plus a recruiting class. And so, you know, it would be easy for a lot of people to just look at their last year's record and say, oh, you know, they're not going to be any better, and not think about the nucleus that he had, the experience that they'd gained last year, and what it meant. And Marcus, you and I get into these discussions all the time particularly about offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in basketball, you, know, you can use this to experience does count. And I think so many times people look and say, well, if you don't have any four stars, you don't have any five stars, you can't win. If you've got guys that, that play a lot and they have some ability, you can't, they can't be no ability, mm-hmm. but they have some ability. And that's what Daryl's team did last year. They got a lot of guys played because they had to. And then those guys were that much better this year, plus with the influx of new players, it made a big difference for them. So congratulations to them. And, again, uh, you know, I was thinking about this also before we get to baseball, Arkansas's basketball team. Okay, so Wednesday we get to enjoy Arkansas beating Tennessee. Saturday they lose to Georgia. That's been kind of typical of the last uh, three weeks of the season is uh, even when they play decently, uh, they don't win. And um, think about Mason Jones. Mason Jones, for the fourth time this year, is either the SEC Player of the Week or Co-Player of the Week. 
Only two players in the history of the SEC, going back to the 80s when they were picking players of the week, have ever been SEC Player of the Week four times. Shane Foster of Vanderbilt, 2008, and Jody Meeks of Kentucky, 2009. So it's been 11 years since this has happened. Mason Jones, and, and I think about this, Marcus, maybe it hadn't been the year that you'd want. They're 18 and 11, okay, could have been better, could have been worse. 18 mm-hmm. and 11, not terrible, could have been better, could have been worse. But there are some guys on this team that are extremely entertaining to watch. Mason Jones had four points at halftime against Georgia. He scored 22 points in the second half. Then you look at Isaiah Joe now that he's back. Got off to a slow start, and then he starts hitting shots. Then you look at Desi Seals that over the last three or four games, he has been amazing shooting the ball. Arkansas's defense was horrible against Georgia. It wasn't even decent. It was horrible against Georgia. Yeah. With a decent defensive game, Arkansas wins that game because you've got guys, Jones scores 26, Joe scores 26, Sill scores 21. When Arkansas scores 89, they ought to win the game. But they gave up 99, and they lost the game. So the defense wasn't very good. In fact, it was abysmal. We'll just say that that's exactly what it was. It was abysmal. But there are some guys that we have the – privilege of watching this year that at times you just think you know we haven't seen some guy, any guys like that at Arkansas in a while which gives you some hope for the future so Marcus don't you think so many times it's all about winning and losing mm-hmm. sometimes being entertained is okay and there are some guys on this team that are very entertaining there aren't enough of them but there are some guys that you every game you turn them on and say can you Mason Jones just amazes you game after game, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely he does. And what he's doing is, is outstanding. It's perfect for this perfect for this club. Gives them hope uh, to have a guy like that. And, man, um, you know, thing is, can, can we get some appropriate or, or some help at the right time? That's, uh, that's going to be the key with this basketball team. Yeah. And, and hope is on the way. The, the other thing is, man, you look at, okay, so Wednesday night, Ethan Henderson comes out and has the best game of his career. Three days later, no points, no rebounds. Mm-hmm. You know, about the time you think Reggie Chaney's turned the corner, then the next thing you know, he plays five minutes and does nothing. Adriel Bailey, he'll make some spectacular plays, but he's, he fouled out with six minutes and 11 seconds to go in the game. And, and Arkansas is getting crushed on the boards, just crushed on the boards. And Bailey's a guy you need out there. Mm-hmm. And so... Here they are. This is game number 29 and still getting some touch fouls. And, uh, yeah, and that just that, – that just touch fouls. And then the next thing you know, they're at the free throw line. Georgia shoots fell at the free throw line. Anyway, we see our phones are ringing, so yeah. I, I hope we can get some answers on the phone here because we want to take phone calls, 1-800-477-1037, 433-1037. We certainly want to talk to you. And um, Marcus and I love to talk, but we love to talk to our <laughs> listeners. Hopefully we'll get some. We'll be getting some in here in just a minute. Yeah, uh, I think we got one coming. Producer's working on that. But hey, I must. While we wait, though. While we're waiting, got to, got to have, um, got to have. Uh, give LeBron James a lot of credit. That's a great game. Did you see we any did? good last night? Did I see? You know, I watched the NBA religiously. You know that. 
No, I didn't see the game last night. I don't, I don't watch that very much. But you saw it, right? Because LeBron was playing. Yes. That was against New Orleans again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they won again, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did he make Zion look bad? No, no. Not, that, that's the that's the thing about this. This is, this is not a, a a negative. It doesn't have to be a double negative well, thing. Well, no, that wasn't you got, a negative. You get, but I mean, LeBron is just LeBron solidifying. Is he's solidifying himself as the 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 face of basketball. Uh, yeah. Even though there's some some outstanding young talent in the NBA, we talk about uh, Ja Moran uh, Moran at uh, Memphis, and then Zion Williams. I mean, these are guys that can carry the league for a long yeah. time. Luka Doncic, and you got to have it because Dallas, LeBron's, LeBron's 34. Is that right? 34 or 35? So that means he's got another two or three years. But you you always need fresh faces to come up. I agree. Same thing in every sport. Yes. Um, uh, so yes, no. I think it's I think it's wonderful, yes, and no. I think uh, Le, I think Zion is going to be outstanding, Rick. Yeah. Uh, however, LeBron is still the absolute goat, and, that's and he's okay. proven it time and time again. Okay. All right. Well, this was not in time for President's Day, but we have Lincoln on the phone. So, Lincoln, how's it going today? Hey, man, it's really hard to sit there and listen to the greatest. When he's got the greatest at flopping, every time that he starts losing a game, like against Memphis, he delays like in five seconds, like somebody just cold cocks him and falls down. That's pathetic in a greatness player. Great players wow. don't have to flop. Mm. It, that's pathetic. I mean, it's really pathetic. If you're going to be a baller, you're going to be a great player, lose with dignity or win with dignity, but don't make up art acting falling jobs. But here's you're the saying, thing. This is you're not saying why. LeBron flops? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, LeBron okay. flops. James is his name. But okay. here's, here's oh the thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. Lincoln, come on. It, it, did he not? Hey, did he not? Yes or no? Did Lincoln, he not? That happens. You know that happens in the no, NBA. No, no, no. Answer the question. Did he flop or not? Well, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Either. Okay. He does it all the time. Every time he mm. starts to lose, he flops because he wants to get called. That's just pathetic. I don't call that greatness. I call that pathetic. But the reason okay. I'm calling is with we were talking about great players. We okay. were talking about great players with, yeah. like, uh, Arkansas coming in and scoring. The bad thing about it is that we get, we're get we like the football team. We allow them to score 17 points in but the, for the first quarter, and then we're playing yeah. catch-up. Yeah, that right. is our problem. You know, no I don't doubt. understand why we can't get off to, to a good start. Hard to understand. And, and, and what, John? You know, I just, I just want to see. You know, I don't want to hear the excuse. Well, it's, these ain't his players. Anderson. Oh, no, I don't think that's the Anderson issue. Go. Anderson just beat the number ten team without yeah. his players. So yeah. I don't really want to hear a lot of excuses. But I just had to say something about that LeBron James greatness <laughs> goat flopping crap. Man, that's just pathetic basketball playing. Come on, man, for real. Okay, All right, Lincoln. I'm out. Thanks for calling. I guess he had a happy President's Month, huh, Lincoln? Anyway, um, what can we say about that? The the starts Arkansas gets off to are pretty bad, and you go on the road, and the next it's it's eight nothing, nine nothing, eleven to one, and then they always fight back and they get back in the game. But yes, that that is hard to explain. Hard to explain. Look, nobody is. Um, I don't think anybody's trashing Mike Anderson, and I don't think I've heard a single word about these not being Eric Musselman's players. Hey, there's some really good players on this team. Jones and Isaiah Joe are really, really good players. 
If Arkansas was over 500 in the SEC, Jones might be the SEC player of the year. He's that good. And then um, you know, Jimmy Witt, he's had a couple down games, but for the most part has been really good. So there's some good players. But when you look at the starting five, it's usually just two or three that are doing most of the scoring. And, and Desi Seals has been really good since they brought him in off the bench. Now, I hope Mike Anderson wins every game, but I should point out, yes, they beat Creighton yesterday, and yes, those aren't his players, but they're 15 and 14. So it's not like they're tearing it up either. Uh, but I do hope that Mike, when he does recruit his guys, I, I, I thought his style would have an impact in the Big East, and we'll see. There's still a chance that that'll happen. Let's go to Stan in Little Rock. Hi, Stan. Hey, how you doing, Rick? Great, Stan. How about All right. you? Hey, Marcos, how you doing, bro? Stan, how you doing, sir? Hey, Rick, but like you say, see, I listen to everything you be saying, Rick. I comprehend what you be saying about different stuff. See, a lot of people, they, they don't know that. I be listening to everything you said about. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I just saw got off on a great start to Tennessee. You see, you know why they didn't get on a great start to Georgia? Why because, hey, like you say, Rick, it's all about, it ain't really about the team all the time. It's all about matchups, bro. Yeah. Georgia matchup yeah. real good with Arkansas. You know what I'm they saying? Did, it's with all, their size. It's about matchup. It's not just about the team. They have great size, very big size and, advantage. Uh, what else I gonna say? Oh, and uh, now I'm gonna blow y'all mind. Hey, hey, Marcus, I'm gonna blow your mind right quick. Yes, sir. Oh boy. You and you and you and uh, you and Rick, I'm gonna blow your mind. I take you. Well, we hold on. Arkansas. If you blow our minds, we, we still have another two and a half hours. We wouldn't have any minds left. I'm gonna give you something to think about, though. Deep. Think okay. about this. Think about Deep. this. I can start okay. got some great players. They got Jones. They got. What's, yep. this, what's the other guy that just came back? Isaiah Joe. Joe. Isaiah Joe. And they got other dudes y'all be talking about in the middle. What's the name of them guys? I just talked right. about a great team, though. They got we the got players. Some they good got players. The players. Yeah. They, listen, they got the players, man. They can win. Yeah. I told you, Rick, they're going to have to win the SEC championship. But check this out. Wonder, just, 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 just wonder if they come in the SEC championship, Joe and Jones and all them other boys, you know, they can play from time to time. Yeah. That's real good. They got yeah. great players, but one is all of them clicking on the same cylinder in yeah. the SEC championship and do like Nolan Richardson them did back in 2000 and win the whole thing, man. Won't that, ooh, won't that be unbelievable, Rick? Talk about it. Just talk about that, Rick. <laughs> My outsiders would think so because uh, they wouldn't give Arkansas a chance to win. Here's one of the big P's, though, Stan. Arkansas must win its last two games and Missouri lose a game. Otherwise, the Razorbacks are playing on Wednesday. No, you're not going to win five games. So, uh, so important to beat LSU and Texas A&M and Missouri lose a game so that they, they can at least not play till Thursday. That's vital. Did we lose Stan? I get, okay, I guess so. All right. Well, we, we lost him because I, I think he started listening to his radio, which gives you a little bit of a delay. So let's go to Johnny in El Paso. Hi, Johnny. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, before I get to a break, Marcus, you'll probably appreciate this, too. Hey, Johnny. Um, there was a guy, uh, Christopher Stein, who was a lineman for Alabama during the time Gene Stallings and Mike DeBose coached. I read his book last week. Hmm. He was the reporter that was actually tipped off to Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch meeting in, at the airport at Sky Harbor in Phoenix, that, and he ended up breaking the story about it, and uh, he talked about how his Alabama teammates came for him. But one thing that was interesting, too, he said Gene Stallings enjoyed how it could have impacted the presidential election because he said when 
Bill Clinton was visiting War Memorial for a game between Alabama and Arkansas, the Secret Service tried to get the Alabama team to leave from their normal, and they were doing their normal Friday walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned that Stallings had also threatened to leave the White House because Bill Clinton had held him up so long before meeting with them after they won the national championship. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Well, that that was a roundabout way to get to that. I, I knew that book was out. I didn't know it was a former Alabama lineman that wrote it. So, <laughs> Yeah, he's actually now a news anchor for the uh, ABC affiliate in uh, Birmingham. And what's his okay. name again? Christopher Stein. Stein. Stein like yeah. a stop sign. Yeah. Oh, sign. Christopher Sign. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's that's fascinating, and and you probably are the only person in Arkansas that has read his book to this point. Well, maybe not. There, I guess that's a it's a I don't know if it's a bestseller, but it's been out there a little while. But you're probably the only one in Arkansas that knew he was an Alabama offensive lineman. How's that? I'll give you credit for that. Well, thanks. I, I like credit because I tried to live debt free. <laughs> well, then you don't need credit. <laughs> thanks, guys. Take care, okay, Jim. Johnny. Thanks for calling. That's funny. That was a roundabout way of getting to whatever he got to there. But yeah. well, Johnny's, Johnny's creative in his calls, would you say? Stein. How about mm-hmm. that? Yes, Johnny is creative. No doubt about that. So, anyway, um, to conclude what we were saying, and I know we'll get other calls on basketball. This is a big week. LSU and Texas A&M. If Arkansas loses either of those games, unless Missouri loses two games, they're going to be playing on Wednesday. You can go in there with a good record, but if you're playing on Wednesday, you probably got to win at least four games to get to have a chance to get to the NCAA. Okay, we'll take more of your calls when we return back. Marcus Elliott, Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports when we return right after this. For peace of mind, share with us a piece of your heart. Call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area or 1-800-477-1037 anywhere else. This is Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Glad to have you with us today. Marcus Elliott and Rick Schaefer are with you today. And let's see. Let's go to uh, Steve and Magnolia. Steve, thanks for calling. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Steve. Uh, Rick, what did uh, Arkansas do against Baylor last night? Lost 3-2. to two. So... Went 0 for 3. Only the, t- the only, yeah, they were the only team to go 0 and 3 in the tournament. Uh, Baylor was the only team to go 3 and 0. So Baylor won the tournament. Arkansas finished dead last. And Dave Van Horn was about as steamed as a human being can be when it was over. And, you know, from what I understand, he was not happy with the way Casey Martin played. No, uh, Casey didn't play. Uh, he last didn't play night, yesterday, so. I know. No, no, he didn't play against Baylor. Didn't start him. And really, uh, Casey in the first two games at Houston was one for nine, and you'd you'd hoped as a third baseman, as a freshman, he he was pretty good defensively. Last year, of course, he made what twenty three errors, and um, at shortstop, and they've got him at shortstop again, and um, he's already made four errors, including. A, and you look at those games, okay? 
Arkansas loses 6-3 to Oklahoma, gives up four unearned runs. Arkansas loses 8-7 to to Texas. It's 8 to nothing after two innings, and a couple of errors led to some Texas runs. Then you look at, I don't think errors figured last night. They only gave up three runs against Baylor. The pitching was pretty good. They just couldn't get anything going offensively until the eighth inning when they got two runs. But uh, how about LSU getting no hit? Pretty amazing there, too. Uh, yeah, and, of course, I, I watched the end of the, as we were waiting for Arkansas to play Texas, I watched the end of LSU and Baylor, and LSU had a chance to tie the game in the ninth, and Baylor's relief pitching just shut them down. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the SEC, Missouri came out of that the best team, and I, they were the I only mean, SEC team to win twice. I, I saw them beat Oklahoma, and I'm like, now, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah Marcus, so. Marcus? Marcus, yeah, uh, may, maybe, may, I don't know where Marcus went, but anyway, you go ahead. I don't know if you got something to say to him, Marcus. Well, I was going to. You know, say to him. He's coming back. Look. I can hear his hey, headphones. Hey, hey, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, good, good. I'm sorry about that, guys. Got punched out there. <laughs> yeah, Marcus. You got uh-huh. punched you out? To really? You had to refreshment room to get you some fish or something no, like that. No, he got punched. Didn't you hear him say he got punched out? <laughs> Earlier we were talking about LeBron flopping. Marcus, did you get punched uh, yeah, out? Yeah, that, that was a great flop, flop by, by LeBron. But Marcus, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yes. You always say LeBron is the greatest player of all time, right? Well, of course he is, yeah. But, uh, you know, remember the bad boys in Detroit? Uh, Dumars, Lambeer, Rodman, Isaiah Thomas. Those guys were good. Uh, tell me what he would have done against those guys. Well, huh? if, if don't make it a I'm not. St- I'm just wondering why you would even ask me that. I think LeBron, if I think he's the best ever, I think he would absolutely he, dominate them like he does these um, these players now. What he's you think? He's the second best player this generation. Who is first? The best player of all time because you got you got you can't overlook Bob Cousy, Chief Paris, Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, you know uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Uh, Moses Malone, Dr. J. You can't overlook those guys. So you're you're telling well, Mar- me Marcus that... does every time. <laughs> so Steve, what you're saying is those guys are better than LeBron James in your they eyes. They play team basketball. They didn't play eyeball. Well, there, there's just oh. a, look. There's a lot of great basketball players. It's exactly, very hard Rick. to say he is number one. Most people look at Jordan because his teams won six championships. And he was such a major part of them, hit so many big shots during that time. I think LeBron, if you're naming the top five of all time, those two are both going to be in it. And you can argue whoever the other three. You know, the, the guy that gets uh, well, left out uh, of this discussion see. time after time is Bill Russell. He won more championships than any human being ever. Exactly. And nobody ever mentions him as one of the best ever. So you're you know, telling six, me, so what? you're telling me that you yeah. think Bill Russell. Is a better is better all time. He was a than no, Michael Jordan he, and LeBron James. He was he was not the scorer either no, one of those. But, but to Steve's point, for, for to Steve's point, as far as being what his team needed at the time, I mean he'd get matched up against Wilt all the time, and he's the only guy that could stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the only guy that could defend him and get rebounds against him. Russell was not a prolific scorer, but he was a phenomenal defensive player and rebounder, and he scored some. And, so, uh, and, and so he won all those what, championships. But, 
What is what does Bill Russell have to do with this argument? And, and some uh, other players. The, I think he's in the top <laughs> five. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mike, uh, Magic Johnson. What do you think uh, LeBron would have done against Kareem? Now, isn't Jabbar still the leading career scorer in the NBA? Exactly. He, is. he will he is, always he? be in my book. Okay. So, guys, I, I now – uh, granted, I have no argument. I think Jabbar, when it comes to this greatest of argument, gets left yeah. out too much. Top I, five. I, he's top five. Definitely in the top five, if not top three or four. I okay. think he's there. Okay. Yeah. But LeBron's in, in uh, the bottom 50 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <Dang>. Because... <laughs> This, I wouldn't drop him that low. This is, you no. just see. Well, you come know, on, you just. This is just to irritate me. Is that right? You just, this is just to irritate me. You don't no, believe that. Marcus, I'm just. You do not believe he's facts. in the top fifty. I'm just telling you facts, Marcus, because uh, he definitely couldn't out, outscore Kobe. What the, is scoring? He never scored eighty-one points in a game like Kobe well, did. So that's, it's, it's that's only the second time that many were even scored. Ooh, only one person ever scored Kobe, more than that. Remember, in Kobe's final game, he scored sixty-one. So you, anybody that scores a lot of points, then in your opinion, then your what you're saying, the criteria. Kobe, Will Chamberlain is the best of all time. He averaged he averaged, I, averaged I, over fifty a game one year. Kobe ahead of Michael because Kobe could do really? things with the basketball that. Michael couldn't do. Wow. And when uh, Kobe needed to shut you down, he would. Oh, really? Yes, sir. I think that's the first time I've heard that before. (laughs) So, you know, Marcus, I love you, my friend. I love you too, buddy. But but, uh, sometimes you go a little bit overboard with this LeBron Mm. crap. I got it. I love Steve. He's a Yankees fan. He loves Kobe. (laughs) There you go. Goodness gracious. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I do think there are – you could get into debates in every sport about the greatest of all time. Again, most people say Jordan because of the championships, but I can see where you could if, – if you're taking all of history, I think LeBron's in the conversation. You I think? think? Bill Russell, I think Bill Wait Russell's in the conversation. I think Wilt Chamberlain's got to be in the conversation, just like football when somebody says, who's the greatest of all time? My immediate thought is Jim Brown. Most people today would say Tom Brady. So you, you, you could take probably a few other guys and throw them in there. Baseball, my first thought is Babe Ruth. But, you know, there are those that would say it was steroids or no. Barry Bonds might have been the best ever. We don't know. Willie Mays could have been. If, the, if Oscar Charleston, who played in the Negro Leagues, or Josh Gibson, they might have been better than all of them. We don't know. So these discussions about who is the best, there is no definitive answer to that. Well, is there? Except in your mind. Well, uh, yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think one can. Uh, here's what we're here. Here's what I think is surely becoming obvious to most now. Yeah. The impact LeBron James has had He's, on this game. And here's the, here's the thing, Rick, on the teams that he plays for. I, I think I think the um, the Pelicans coach after the game said it best. He says, I, I don't understand why anybody ever talks about anybody other than LeBron James for most valuable player. Hmm. And he referenced his greatness over 17 years and the fact that once he joins the team, they instantly become a contender 
and they either end up in the, the finals or a championship. Rick, that's just impact throughout I, I his career that, that we've that. never seen before. And all these records we're talking about, you know, even the Michael Jordan records, LeBron is not even slowly anymore. He is whacking them away. But he didn't do it by himself. He had other teammates. Too. Everybody says, oh, Michael had Scottie Pippen. But those guys would not have won six championships without him. And maybe LeBron's teams wouldn't have won three without him, but that nonetheless Maybe. But I go back and look. Bill Russell, what did he win? As a player and a coach, 12? Nobody's so, but, Would they have won without him? But, no, let's, you're, let's, but you're not arguing that Bill Russell in the Celtic dynasty is equivalent to today's game of basketball, professional basketball. You're not arguing that, are you? I think no. there's no team that's had a record anything like that, except for the six in a row by the Bulls. But even that doesn't match the sustained excellence of the Celtics. But, Rick, there are circumstances that allowed that type of dominance. We look at what UCLA did. We all recognize now that there are circumstances and later on rule changes that prohibit runs like that and so th- there's a big difference nobody rules. i've heard n- very few people argue rules bill russell even in the top five i know what? because they don't because nobody remembers who he is everybody remembers he's he's omnipresent he's at every championship game the yeah. the mvp trophy is named after him he, he was wearing a kobe jersey the other day when they played the Celtics. <laughs> i know it so everybody Amazing. knows who he is That's right. it gives so he, him he obviously thinks kobe was the best of all time huh Never mind. Marcus Hilly and I will keep talking, but we've also got Bill and Wu Pig. And, Bill, the reason I didn't come to you right before the break was because I knew the break was coming. And we will get to you as soon as we return on Drive Time Sports. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Let's go right back to the lines and talk to Bill and Blytheville. Bill, thanks for calling. Always a pleasure. Gentlemen, Yes. Tommy Smith was best friends with my first cousin. Wow, and okay. And in the 80s, they raised tech. And yeah. me and Tommy both agree, don't fall into the trap. Because each hero is individually tied to his decade. You cannot yeah. compare each one because it's not fair to the sport, to the individual. Mr. Russell, 60s, early 70s. Okay? Yeah. Dr. Yeah. J, late 70s, early 80s. Awfully Michael great Jordan, player. Yeah. 80s, 90s. Yeah. The King, which... I love LeBron. I think he's my all-time favorite. Yeah. Oh, so, there we go. Thank you, In Bill. fairness to everybody else, <laughs> I got to have him as my Nubian king in yeah. the teens and going into the 20s. Yeah. Okay? We're in the roaring 20s, just like Babe Ruth. Anybody mm-hmm. in baseball, you can't yeah. go back and compare anybody like that. You can't do it in football. Okay? So that's the way I see it, gentlemen. Everybody else in Arkansas, they can do it the way they want. I don't, you know, because I try to be fair. Now, if we could catch all these heroes and bring them all back magically to where they're all 22, yeah, it would be a great game. Can't, yeah, can't get your do top that. ten. Yeah. It won't happen. Yeah. So, do not diminish 
their prowess, their esteem, their history. And like Kobe, you know, some people hated him. Some people loved him. I think he was one of the best players ever. No doubt. Okay. And yeah. so his death, you know, before he died, he was still great. And God bless his soul and his daughter will see him in heaven who ever believes in Christ. But what I'm getting at is don't compare genealogy. I mean, you can't go back through time. Just represent the greatest of the era. And the but we love to do era. it. You know, that's the thing is I, you I guys agree understand what you're saying. I mean, no, I totally agree with you. But fair? we still, but we still it is love fair. to do it. We still love to do it. We still love because to compare. You say you can't compare Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth dwarfed everybody at that time. Sure, he did, but but he yes. changed. He totally changed the game. Exactly. And and you could say uh, to some degree, Michael Jordan did because uh, although uh, similar to Magic Johnson, but now all of a sudden you got a six five or six six guy that's dominating games. You could say the LeBron's changed the game to some degree, although you don't see a lot of guys like him. But uh, he, exactly, because see, with LeBron, a lot of times he was doing it himself. Yeah. And and some people say, well, Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. And, uh, You're right, Bill. Well, no, LeBron, when, he, no, when, they, when they won Grant, at Miami, he had brings pretty up good. Nobody Grant, Dan Gilman, yeah. that's easy to compare he well, drug a, a, a team, a, a JV team, to the finals with the Cavaliers. Yeah, but he, but Miami, yeah. I and mean, then three he of took them signed a, at once. And, he, and then he took good. a beat-up Cleveland team and won a championship against what most folks were claiming was the greatest team yeah. of all time. Brought them back from 3-1. That, that was, that was an amazing feat. See, that's hard, gentlemen. you got the, you got the Bulls. you got – LeBron and the Cavs, but what the main reason why I call this, um, people are talking about the Razorbacks. Yeah. Yep. And they're talking about now, since we dropped three this weekend for baseball yeah. and basketball. But I yeah. promise you, I'll be quick. Thank God for Ms. Coach Musselman, because I promise you, I've been so excited and I'm so happy we're even 18 and 11 to have a shot. Mm hmm. I really am. And also with the baseball team, that's non-conference. For us to go to Omaha Hogs, they base it on your conference score. So that's a plus. But, you know, up here in Blyville, I carry a lot of weight. They call me Petty Jean Bill because I pack it by me. And all the women don't have any problem with it. So yeah, yeah. they love it. But what I'm trying to tell you is I appreciate you guys. You always have a class act. Every day, oh, day you. in, day out, you carry the weight, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank, thank you. you okay. Friend. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Woo Pig. Hi, Woo Pig. You're on the air. Well, thank you very much, and thank you, Bill. I enjoyed your uh, calling. Yeah. Um, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Michael, Earl the Pearl, Malone. Was he Pearl Malone? Er- Earl the Pearl. Uh, I had that Earl name right. Earl the Pearl was not Malone. Uh, okay. Earl Monroe. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Yeah. Monroe, oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, but that, uh, we're talking greats. We're talking. Uh, some of these guys had blocks. Some of them had moves. Yeah. You know, offensive moves. Uh, you know, good defense. They're just a wonderful bunch of guys out there, and I like to talk about it. But I can't put LeBron on the top of the heap. I'm sorry. <sighs> 
Okay. okay. We'll be I, okay. I'm going to give you the privilege. Everybody has differences of opinions. It's okay. Uh, well, now I'm going to go over to the Cubs. They're playing yeah. the Angels, and it's yeah. uh, four, four to seven. Yeah, four to seven. Four. Does that mean the Angels are leading? Uh, no, actually, the Cubs are leading, and uh, then, we're in the eighth then, inning. They then why didn't you say seven to four? Well, because the way I've got it wrote down, it's Angels and Cubs, so it's four <laughs> to seven. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's right to left. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it's left to right. Never mind. But the, <laughs> the important thing is, is uh, hey, uh, Chris Bryant let off today, and uh, uh, I think hitting second was uh, uh, Rizzo. I think that's a, that's a good start. But uh, They're talking you know, about maybe batting Bryant lead off when the season starts. Well, yeah, that's possible. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's got analytics, and I really don't care why they're doing it, but I like that one-two punch. And it's great seeing them out there. Hey, how about those Lady Razorbacks? Had a good win over LSU, 22-7. and seven. They actually tied for third in the SEC with one of their best seasons ever. But because of the way that all the, the tiebreakers work, they, they actually are seeded fifth at the SEC tournament. So they'll play either yeah, Vanderbilt or cool. Auburn. And then if they win that game, they'll play Texas A&M. But that's okay. Uh, they're playing well. And then certainly they should be in the NCAA tournament. Well, if we talked about coaches, Mike Neighbors would be number one. He's done a good job. Ooh, uh, Duggins and uh, Ramirez, they didn't really have a high-scoring game. They kind of got shut down a little bit, but you know, didn't, part of it was shooting and part of it was defense. But uh, mm-hmm. it was really good to see the rest of the team play well. Yeah, you have they so did. Many good, you have so many good players on that team. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's almost too much fun. But, you know, you've got uh, Daniels. You got Williams, poultry. What a delight! <laughs> she just when, sparks me with that uh, smile all the time. When you have a good team and they do well, never say it's too much fun. Better that's enjoy true. it. Enjoy it while you can. Because, <laughs> it's fleeting uh, sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly but, right. And but although I think for them, their future is really, really good. And you got Davis and Dumbia and Thomas and Golden, Golden. I mm-hmm. tell you, uh, Williams. I just I just enjoy watching these women play, but uh, when one of them's down, neighbor's got another one up, so it's just like this next man up. You know, I want to talk about golf and things like that, but I can save some things for tomorrow. So golf, isn't it? They uh, the only thing I noticed was that the winner of on the weekend was six under par which means the course must have been pretty tough because usually you'll see those guys at places like the Honda Classic will be 9 or 10 under par, so the course must have been playing fairly difficult. Well, actually, it's a tough course, and there was a little bit of wind, and Jack Nicklaus designed the course, mm-hmm. and he's got that three-hole uh, thing toward the end, 15, uh, 14, 15, and 16, or 15, 16, and 17. It's called the Bear Claw, and that thing mm-hmm. just tears them up, and the water gets them. And uh, him, I am okay. one the thing. Well, first. Pig, the time gets us. And so uh, we've got to say thank you. Goodbye for the day. Trey Biddy will be with us when we rejoin you on Drive Time Sports with our number two.